because of the statement not being here. All right, uh, turn in your Bibles again, if you would, to uh, uh, to the book of um, Luke, the ninth chapter. And I want to read this text again, and mainly I'm reading this text to get us uh, acquainted with uh, what Satan, how he tries to hold on to those that uh, he thinks are his, and uh, what he does to disrupt uh, everything. So uh, in Luke 9, and, and we're going to look at, begin in verse 37, Luke 9 and verse 37, he says over there, says, And it came to pass that on the next day when they were come down from the hill, much people met him. That was a crowd of people were there, of course. And behold, a man of the company cried out, saying, Master, I beseech thee, look upon my son, for he is my only child. And lo, a spirit taketh him, and he suddenly cried out, and he teareth him that he foameth again, and bruising him hardly departed from him. And I besought thy, thy, thy disciples to cast him out, and they could not. And Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and suffer you? Bring thy, thy son hither. And as he, he was yet a coming, the devil threw him down, tear him, and Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child and delivered him again to his father. And they were all amazed at the mighty power of God. But while they were wondering, while they wondered every one of the, I'm sorry, while they wondered one at all things which Jesus did, he said unto his disciples, let these sayings sink in down into your, your, your ears. For the Son of Man shall be delivered into the hands of the uh, uh, hands of men, and they understood, and that, and they understood not this saying, and it was hid from them, that they perceived it not, and had feared to ask him of that saying. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. Thank you for the blessings of it. Thank you for the time we have together, Lord. I pray we can collect our thoughts and. Get our thoughts back concerning this message, Lord, and, and preach the rest of it this afternoon. Thank you, Lord, for everything. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you. may be seated. Okay, as we've already seen, uh, uh, we, we've seen uh, the doings of the event that took place and who, who was behind it all. We, we, we saw that and we understand it. And then we, we talked about... Uh, we talked about the um, uh, the doings, as we said, and, and then uh, the design. We, 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 we finished up with with the design uh, of, of Satan's work and what he does, and still doing it today. And I told you, I told you the story of the one who who said that. Uh, that they uh, that the the Bible taught abortions, and he pulled words and scriptures out of context, and he claimed to be a, a great Bible man and a great Christian and one that served the Lord and and was faithful and and I, I'm I'm assuming he is because 
I've learned that he's a member of some Baptist church up there in Ohio, and so I can imagine, you know, uh, what he th- what he thinks about good sound preaching and teaching. But anyway, um, we get down to that if 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 we understand Satan's presence, if we are, we are to understand Satan's presence, we must see his designs are evident. They're all around us, everywhere. They're everywhere. Satan's design is is to hinder everyone who tries to come to Christ and to hinder every soul that tries to do right. That's his design. You know, you, you'll say, we, we, we don't even know, just like the disciples didn't know what Christ was talking about when he said he's going to be delivered into the hands of men. Sometimes we don't know who is behind all the things that happen today. And, and we just take them in, we listen to them, we try to learn from them, and, and we come to, to the conclusion that, uh, that well, maybe, maybe these things are right. You know, that's, that's the way the world's going. Maybe I should go with them. How many times have I had it said to me, listen, we're living in the, the 21st century. You're preaching from the way back in the 18th and 19th century. We're preaching about the 18th and 19th century. It's maybe 17th century. All the way back. And well, we're living this new age. Well, let me tell you, folks, Christianity, and I'm going to say this, Christianity is the same today as it was back in that day. It's no different. It has not changed. There's nowhere in the Bible that teaches that Christianity is to change as the times change. That's why that uh, when Spurgeon was preaching that message at 16 years old, at, at Edinburgh, England, he was preaching that message, and he was preaching on the fact that Christ does not change. The Bible does not change. Nothing, nothing to do uh, to do with with God ever has ever changed. You can, if you if you want to give predictions and, and be right about it, predict that. Predict that. God will never change. You'll be right. Predict that Christ will never change. You'll be right. Predict that the Bible will never change. You'll be right. So why, if, if the Bible is not for today, what do we have? I mean, God still calls men to preach. He still saves men. I mean, we, we're, we're aware of that. And, and, and a lot of them out there are aware of that. God still saves men. He still leads men. He still directs men and women. He still does exactly what he done. So what do we have to study about it if this Bible's outdated? How, how, how can we ever learn of the events that took place and, and how, how, and, and how they took place in the Bible except we read it? I mean, it, it's a wonderful thing to read about David and his sin because and see what happened as a result of it. It's a wonderful thing to read about some of these men who, who, Got away from God and what happened to them, and and how that how that they were totally destroyed because they turned from God, and and we see this all the time. So, but today Satan is doing the same thing he was doing back then. Same thing as here in the scriptures when he when he tormented that boy. That even even when they were bringing the boy to him, he threw him down and and caused him to be thrown down. He they, let me say he says. 
says, and the Spirit taketh him, and and he suddenly cried out, and it teareth him that he foameth again, and bruising him, hardly departed from him. And and as he was yet a coming, the Bible says, the devil threw the devil threw him down, not God, not the people that were bringing him, but the devil threw him down and tare him. And Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child and delivered him again to his father. Now, what's wrong with society today? What's wrong? Why do people go out and, well, why do we live? We live in a society today that it's dangerous to be in church. It is because somebody walked through that door and just killed every one of us or at least try to. You know what, uh, what, uh, uh, well, what is? It? I mean, we 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 do that. It's just like the mayor told me. Me and him was sitting there one day, and we were sitting at Hardy's, and some wild-looking fella come in, and the mayor looked at me, and he said, "Paul, he said, when is that man going to come in here and shoot this place up?" And he's not talking about that man, any man, a man like that. That man was wild acting. They had to ask him to leave. He said, "When? How long is it going to be before somebody comes in here and shoots this place up?" Well, let me tell you, folks, you got all, you got these deranged people that are totally messed up all around you. You go out on the road, you go traveling, you don't know who that next person coming up to you, if he's got any sense at all. You know, they don't have driver license today because they don't care. They don't have insurance today because they don't care. We're living in a day, we're living in an awkward day, and we're living in a dangerous day. This is a dangerous time. It's, it's, it's soon that somebody needs to realize what is, all this is taking place. It's not because the doctors don't diagnose people right. It's, it's not because that the, uh, somebody hasn't set that person down. That's, that's what I don't like about Phil McGraw well, on his program. If they have an unruly child, he'll always blame the parent. And I, I sit there and I'll say sometimes the parents are not always at fault when an unruly child comes. There's other things that that child has gotten into that has caused them to be like that. Now, but I, I've, I've heard him say, look at a mother and a father who are who are suffering. They're suffering and he'll say, oh, what did you do? And they'll say, well... We, uh, we tried this. Well, how did it work? I mean, looking at, I mean, just like this boy here, you know, how did it work? How did it work? You know, the, the father told us that the boy's got problems. And I know he's got problems. But he, he's, and, and why, even, even while they were bringing him up, Satan was still fighting with him. Was still, was still, uh, uh, throwing him down and, 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 and such and such. So that's uh, that's the design. That's 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 his design. That's what he does. Satan's design is to hinder everyone who tries to come to Christ and to hinder every soul that tries to do right. Don't ever think that Satan has not tried to put negative thoughts in my head, for he has. Many times he has. He's put negative thoughts in my head. I sit there and I, I listen to Somebody preaching to maybe four, ten, or fifteen thousand people, and they're they're making statements that just far off. And I and I've said, I wonder, you know, uh, am I doing it wrong? You do. I can't help it. You're just human. 
You do. And for you to sit there and say they don't affect you, you're lying because it does. It affects you. Every, every person you talk to, everything you do, every time you get on Facebook, it affects you. I don't care who it is. It does me. And, and, and you've got to realize, folks, that, that, uh, there's things out there and all it takes is just one deranged person to really mess you up. Somebody, somebody may be your own family member. Remember what Jesus said? Jesus said, those of your own household are your greatest, and I'm just paraphrasing, are your greatest enemy. Now, why did Jesus say that for? Oh, I, I love my family. Oh, I just love my family. Why would Jesus say something like that for? Why would he say that to you? Why would he say that to me? It's just like my brother called me the other day, and, and, and he wanted to know if, if we got any storm down here and I told him we didn't and I was sitting there with the mayor and I said uh, I said uh, the mayor sitting here you want to speak to him and he said is he a democrat I said no he said no I don't want to talk to him and you know your own brother you know your own brother you know I I guess when it comes to what I my preaching everything one of my great enemies is my brother because he can't stand what I stand for. He can't stand what I preach. And, and we'll sit here and we'll say, well, oh, I don't have a family member like that. But you do. You just don't realize it. You do. You, you do. You don't realize. You don't know what's going on in the background going on. These things. That's the way Satan works. That's the way he works. When I felt God was leading me to to work in his work full time, you would not believe the negative things I thought about that would lean against me doing what God was leading me to do. Quit my job and, and be full time preacher. You, you don't know the negative thoughts that came up during that time. Satan couldn't stand that. He, he thought it was enough for you to be a part time preacher. He said, he said, you just, you don't need to be a full time preacher. A lot of negative thoughts came into my mind. And you, you might say, well, those things, yeah, they happen. And they happen to you, too. They happen to you, too. One family member just say something to you, something and like that, and you'll say, well, I need to think about that. That's my so-and-so saying that. That's my, I really need to think about that. You don't, you don't think about it. You don't think about what, what they're doing. You know, I've, I've heard, I've heard family members say that I'm going to do everything I can to get those people Get my family out of that church. Yeah, I had that said to me. Do everything I can to get my family out of that church. Because they don't like what's being taught. They don't like what's being taught. This is his design. He is deceptive. He will lead every lost person, every last person to the deceptive if possible. Jesus said in John 8, turn with me over there, John 8, if you would, for just a moment. Jesus said in, in John the 8th chapter, in the 42nd verse, he says over here, he says, And Jesus said unto them, If God were your Father, ye would love me. For I proceed forth and come and came from God, neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do ye not understand my speech, even because you cannot hear my word? Ye are of your father, the devil, 
And, and, and the lust of your father ye will do. The lust of your father ye will do. Not, not you might do, ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he, when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, yet ye believe me not. Which of you convinced me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do ye not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's word. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. Oh, yeah, it's easy to listen. It's easy to listen to the chatter that goes on. But it's hard to sit here and listen to the truth. It really is. Itching ears. We get itching ears. We won't hear something else. That's what Paul warned Timothy of. Paul told Timothy, he said, preach the word, be in season, out of season. Preach the word. Why? Because they'll get, they'll, a time will come when they'll want to hear something else. You better get it in while you can. Oh yeah. Yes, sir. That's what it is. Satan wants all of us to act just like him. He gets glory when we do. This is his design. He gets glory. Now, if we're to understand Satan's presence, we must see his discovery is evident. His discovery is evident. Satan would not be able to deceive a soul if he came in the name of Satan. He's not going to come. You're not going to see it. You're going to see things happen. You're going to be drawn away from things, but you're not going to see what's doing it. You're not going to understand what's doing it because somebody's told you, as I said earlier this today, somebody told you that's good for you. That's good for you. Go, go to school and listen to them. Go, go, go to these schools and listen to them. That's good for you. It's not good for you, I'm telling you. Like somebody said to me several years ago, they said, don't you think it's good that kids get out and learn a little bit about the world? No, I don't. Because that was one of my problems. I learned too much about the world. No, I don't think it is. I, I, I don't think kids need to be shoved out in the world because the world is too dangerous. The world is too dangerous today. Satan would not be able to deceive a soul if he came in the name of Satan, but he doesn't do that. He comes in, he comes in the name of righteousness. He is evil, but he comes in the name of good. Before any person can recognize him for what he is, they must first be spiritually minded. One cannot be backslidden and recognize him, for this is the reason one is backslidden in the first place. You know, you get backslidden, you, you're going to just listen to more and more of this filth. You're going to listen to more and more of it. You really are. You, you should know when somebody's telling you right and when they're not. You, you shouldn't, there shouldn't be any question about it. I don't care who tells you. There shouldn't be any question about it. Just like my brother, I respect my brother. My brother can make a speech and make me look bad. He really can. They, they, I got I got a thing. Somebody sent me a thing where he made a speech, and I'm gonna tell you he cussed in it, but he made a speech. He got his point across and he did a good job at it too. But let me tell you, I don't respect my brother for what he is. 
I respect him because he's my brother, but I don't respect him for what he is and what he does. I mean, he cuss, he'll, he'll cuss you in a minute. I don't respect him for that because he's my brother. Just because he's my brother. Let me tell you folks, that's Satan's discovery, you know. That's the way he does. He, he sends it. He comes in. If one has, has shunned the Bible and its teachings, one will not recognize what Satan, when Satan is at work in one's life. If you, if you, if you just forget about this message I preached you, just go on and forget about it, you're never going to know. When Satan's working in life, you're never going to know the next decision you made. You might be just throwing yourself right into the hands of Satan. You'll never know. you never understand it. How, how, if I don't understand it, how can I preach this message? How can you put a message together like this if you don't understand it, what's going on? I understand what's going on. Every time I hear somebody on television, just like that mayor up there in Ohio, sitting up there talking about how the Bible teaches abortions. You know, I know, I know when they're wrong. And I, I've repeated this several times, old Jerry Gum, you know, he, old Jerry Gum's brazen. Oh, old, old, old Jerry Gum, he, 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 he says, I may not always know when it is, but he says, I know when it ain't. And I, I'm the same way. Sometimes I have to investigate things to see if, if, if that's what it is. But I'm going to tell you, when something comes up that I know is, it, it ain't, I know it's not right. I know that. I know it's not right. Don't, don't cut Satan short as to his cunning, his cunningness and his craftiness. Don't, don't cut him short. Now, if we, if we, if we are to understand Satan, let me get these pages separated. Hard for me to do. If, 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 well, let's, let's say this first before I say this other. He comes in sheep's clothing. A good hunter knows that to kill the game, there has to be some deception applied. You know, you're not going to kill a deer if you just get out there and say, Come on, deer, come on, deer, let me shoot you. No, you got to hide. That's what Satan does. He hides behind righteousness. He hides behind that which is right. He hides behind that which we respect as being right and, and, and totally right and correct. He hides behind those things. A good hunter knows that to kill game, there has to be some deception applied. The Bible has long taught us and made us to discover that Satan is behind deception. He sends his angels in sheep's clothing to deceive. Sure he does. Matthew 7 Look what he says over there in Matthew 7. Turn back there with me if you would. In, in, Matthew, in Matthew 7, here's what he says. Matthew 7, beginning in verse 15. Jesus says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do, you're not going to know them by looking at them. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree 
bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. How do you know them? By their fruits. What are they producing? What are they producing? Just like Dr. Phil says, you know, he said, tells those parents, well, how, how did that work? How did, how, how did that work then? Well, I, I don't think he should do that, but that's what he does. I don't think parents ought to be blamed just because a child does something wrong because there's a lot of good parents that have taught children good things and taught them right things. And the Bible says if you teach them, if you teach them the right thing, when they get old, they'll come back to it. Well, sometimes that's not happening today. They're not coming back. They're not coming back. So maybe, maybe, maybe they weren't taught the right things. Maybe they didn't listen enough. Now, if we're to understand Satan's presence, we must see his defeat is evident. He's going to eventually be defeated. He's going to eventually be sent away. Jesus rebukes Satan for this poor child who came to him. Jesus knew what was going on. He knew what was happening to that boy. When that, when that boy, when that, they would come and bring him out and that boy just, just went down hard, hard. When, when that boy just went pum, pum berserk, Jesus knew what was behind that. That father may not have known. Those disciples didn't know. But Jesus knew what was behind it all. He said, it's the devil. He said, the devil's doing it. The devil is doing it. You know, it's amazing to me. It's, we, we try, sometimes we try our adventures and they don't turn out right. And we blame it on God. We blame it on God because it didn't turn out right. Uh-uh, don't do that. Don't do that. If you, if, you, if you set out to do wrong, don't blame it on God if it doesn't turn out right. Because it, it's Satan. Satan's going to mess everything up. He's going to mess everything up. He really is. Gonna, uh, Jesus must rebuke him for us as we live, and, and he protects us from the vices of Satan. This he does for those who are saved. He'll protect us against those things, but we have got to realize that the truth is right here in the Word of God. We've got to study it. We've got to stay in it. We've got to listen to it when it's preached. We've got to follow it. We don't just go out here and just start doing as the world tells us to do. It's like, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to lawyer so-and-so. I'm going to listen to highly educated so-and-so. I'm not going to listen to you. And, 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 we, and we get in trouble. We get in trouble when we don't. We sure do. We get in trouble. My two girls, both of them are here today, and they know that they used to come in and say, Daddy, can I do this? I said, no, you can't do that. Well, someone, everybody's doing it. Why can't I do it? I don't know. They may have went out and done it anyway. I don't know. I don't know what happened. 
But I'm going to tell you, just because everybody's doing it, that doesn't mean it's right. Just because everybody's falling after this new age stuff, that doesn't mean it's right. Just because everybody's taking their children doing this, we have to take our children and do the same thing to keep up with them. You know, if you're a saved person, you can't keep up with the world. You just can't do it if you're a saved person. There's sometimes you have to back off and say, no, this is not for me. But it seems like today that everybody thinks they can Everybody thinks that they can just they can just be be right in there with the world doing the same thing the world does. Doing the trying to you heard that old cliche, keep up with the Joneses. They think they can do it, but you can't. You can't because the world's gonna do things you can't do. World's gonna do things you're not supposed to do. World's gonna do things that the Bible teaches against. World's gonna do things that going to cause you to get yourself in spiritual trouble with God not with me I love you I don't care I don't care I love you I love you I love I love you right on through you you can't you're not going to sit up here and tell people my pastor don't love me because I do love you folks I love you folks dearly you 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 are you are my people you are my kind of people But I'm going to tell you, folks, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble and you don't realize it's coming. It's going to coming, you know. You just keep getting further and further away from God, further and further away from God. It happens. What, what's, what's happened, you know? What's happened, you know? We, uh, we've got 30, I, I think I counted, 35 or 36 people here today. How many should we have here today? How many should we have here today? And you ever sit down and count it? If everybody comes, it usually comes, we have over 50 people. If I sit down and count them, I do it all the time. If everybody comes that normally comes, we would have over 50 people. But we've got 30-some people here today. What, what's wrong with those others? Why aren't they here? Somebody said, I saw one of them out in the... Somewhere in the shopping or something yesterday. Why aren't they here today? I see them on Facebook all the time. Why aren't they here today? I see them going here, going there, going this, doing this, doing that, doing this, doing that. Why aren't they here today? You know, people get ready to go on vacation. They'll go, they'll wait until Saturday and they'll go Saturday afternoon so they don't have to come to church Sunday. I'm sorry, folks. You may not like what I'm saying, but that's exactly what happens. Let me tell you, folks, this is Satan. That's, that's, that is, that is coming his defeat. It's coming. His defeat is coming as sure as I'm standing here. If one is saved, one has the power to say this, get thee behind me. You have the power to do that today. Say, get thee behind me. Don't let me do these things anymore. Satan, get thee behind me. But as long as we fall into it, as long as we fall into that trap, that uh, the Bible, uh, Paul called it a, uh, a like a bird trap. It, it's, it's, it, they fall into that trap. And once you fall into that trap, then Satan's got you. He can do as he pleases with you. 
That's what Paul said. What Paul told Timothy. Paul told Timothy to to lift those up that have that have gone against themselves. He said that you may be able to deliver them from the power of Satan who who does them at what he wants to at his will. Now he's not talking about lost people there, folks. I'm telling you. You might sit here and say, Well, you're talking about lost. No, he's not talking about lost people, he's talking about saved people. He told Timothy, he said, You he said, You try to deliver them from themselves. That's what I'm trying to do today, is deliver you from yourself. That Satan will not have the power over you that, that he has in that. And again, just wonder, where are the people that should be here today? Where are they? Why aren't they here? All right, let's let's all form a circle. Let's be dismissed. That's my message.